Thank you for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. shares a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. At the time Pastor J.D. shared this prophecy update, the elections for prime minister in Israel were only days away and the results were unknown. The crucial thing we must keep in mind when considering these sorts of political changes is that we simply can't place our hope and trust in politicians or government. Our only hope is in the return of Jesus Christ. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on September 15, 2019. All right. I want to talk with you today about something that, as of late, the Lord has been really impressing on my heart as I see this ever-growing uncertainty in the world today. One need look no further than to the current landscape to realize just how unsettling everything is geopolitically, specifically here in the United States, but even more specifically related to Israel, who will go to the polls in less than 48 hours on Tuesday to elect a prime minister. The question on everyone's mind is, will Netanyahu win re-election? And if he does, Will he then this time be able to form a government, which he was unable to do in April of this year when he was elected? On Thursday, the Jerusalem Post reported that Netanyahu revealed that his own internal polls indicate that he will not win Tuesday's election. He blamed Attorney General, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, Avikai Mandelblit, for preventing him from annexing the Jordan Valley, which he said he wanted to do before the election, but was unsuccessful in doing so. As you might imagine, there was no lack of condemnation from the international community were Netanyahu to be re-elected and follow through on his plan to apply sovereignty to the Jordan Valley. According to Arut Sheva, UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres warned that such a move would not only be a serious violation of international law, he was also quoted as saying that it would, quote, be devastating 
to the potential of reviving negotiations and regional peace while severely undermining the viability of the two-state solution, which is interesting. Palestinian Authority Chairman Mahmoud Abbas was furious following Netanyahu's announcement and threatened to end all agreements with Israel should Netanyahu go through with the plan. Well, make no mistake about it, Russia is not sitting idly by. On Wednesday, the Times of Israel reported that Russia had warned that Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu's pledge to extend Israeli sovereignty to the Jordan Valley could escalate tensions. The pushback from Moscow came at a particularly awkward time for the Israeli leader, speaking of Netanyahu, who was slated to travel Thursday, this is last Thursday, to the Russian resort of Sochi for talks with Putin, which took place. However, Netanyahu was made to wait for three hours by Putin before finally meeting with him on talks to stop Iran's attacks on Israel vis-a-vis Syria. This according to another Times of Israel report on the following day on Thursday. Now keep in mind, and this is what I mean by unsettled, unsettled and volatile, that all of this comes on the heels of John Bolton and Jason Greenblatt being out of the picture. Bolton being fired suddenly and Greenblatt resigning abruptly. And this rightfully has many concerned by virtue of the uncertain election outcome on Tuesday and with it the unveiling of the long-awaited deal of the century, as it's been dubbed, which we talked about last week, that the administration is now ready, subsequent to Tuesday's elections in Israel, to unveil this peace plan after all this time. Here's why wanted to go with this, and here's why I share this. Everything, everywhere, seemingly with everyone, is in a state of upheaval, to say the least. I know there are many Christians that are praying that Netanyahu gets reelected, and I appreciate that, and I respect that, and I agree and join with that. I know there is a lot of concern about our elections next year in 2020. I know there are many Christians that are praying that Donald Trump is reelected as the President of the United States. And again, uh, I applaud that and uh, I agree with that. But and please hear me out on this. 
we have to be very careful when it comes to putting our trust in any man. You'll forgive the boldness with which I say this, but the uncertainty, the upheaval, the concerns, is actually a good thing. What are you saying? God's in control. Everything is going perfectly according to God's prophetic plan. I have talked with people and, you know, I, I, I appreciate the reasons for it, but I do have concerns with it. What if Trump doesn't get elected? next year? What if Netanyahu doesn't get reelected on Tuesday? What are we going to do? Oh no, oh no, oh no. I think of Isaiah during a time of great uncertainty when King Uzziah died, a good king, and there was such fear and consternation about, what are we going to do now? And Isaiah says, he, he looked and he beheld God seated on the throne, not pacing back and forth in front of the throne. Could you imagine? God, on Tuesday, you, what, ha what happened? Gabriel, Michael, get over here. Netanyahu didn't get reelected. What are we going to do? Same thing for Trump. With all due respect, and I say that, and the Lord knows my heart. I have a great deal of respect for this president's pro-Israel and pro-Christian policies. It's been really the grace of God, even a gift from God for us to have a president that is pro-Israel and pro-Christian. But we do err greatly when we put our trust in an election, in a man. Dare I say that not only is the uncertainty a good thing, but it may very well be a God thing. I would submit that the unsettled uncertainty concerning what the future holds can have the intended effect of looking to the Lord and trusting in the Lord. And sometimes it takes the uncertainty to get us to do that. As one said, when the outlook doesn't look good, try the uplook. And oh, wait a minute, isn't that what we're told to do anyway? When you see these things begin to come to pass, look up. When the outlook doesn't look good, look up. When the future looks uncertain, look up. 
Doubtless you've heard it said that we may not know what the future holds, but we can know who holds the future. And what is it about us that, I mean, innate within us, it it, it takes a shaking to loosen our grip on that which we put our trust in. Again, I, I have to be open and candid with you because I know of my own propensity to put my trust in man and not the Lord particularly when it comes to future uncertainty. That's, that's my, my tendency. My tendency is to, I want to look to the tangible. That's called walking by sight, not by faith. Without faith it is impossible to please God. If I'm putting my faith in man, I, I am certainly displeasing God because man will always fail you and me, but God will never fail. Psalm 118 verses 8 and 9, listen to this. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence, interesting, in princes, rulers, leaders. Jeremiah chapter 17, I'll read verses 5 through 9. Jeremiah, we affectionately refer to him as the weeping prophet. This is what he says, prophesying, thus says the Lord, cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart departs from the Lord. Listen to this description. For he shall be like a shrub in the desert, and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness, in a salt land which is not inhabited. Now here's the contrast, verse 7. Blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord, and whose hope is the Lord. For he shall be like a tree planted by the waters, which spreads out its roots by the river, and will not fear when heat comes, but its leaf will be green, and will not be anxious, no anxiety, in the year of drought, nor will cease from yielding fruit. And very interesting verse 9, a verse known to many, that on the heels of that comparison between the one who puts his trust in man and the one who puts his trust in the Lord, listen to what he says about the heart of man. The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? You know, sometimes we'll 
say, oh, you, you have such a good heart. No, you don't. Your heart is deceitful. My heart is deceitfully wicked. It is so deceitful that it has the ability to deceive me. It's called self-deception. Our hearts are, are so deceptive that we can deceive ourselves. That's how desperately wicked we are. And the deception, perhaps specific to the context in which Jeremiah prophesies this word from the Lord, maybe that deceitful, wicked heart is in the context of being deceived by putting your trust in man. Can you connect those dots? Let me say it this way. I, I, I hope this doesn't come off wrong. I don't really care who wins on Tuesday. And you know what else, if we're still here, by the way, in 2020, I really don't care if Trump is reelected. Oh, pastor, wow. You really had, uh, did you get a good night's sleep last night? I actually didn't, so, but that's not the reason. <laughs> well, what do you mean? Because God is in control. Everything's out of control. I mean, the, the uproar, John Bolton, no, no, you can't fire him. I just did. Greenblatt, no, no, you, you're like the chief architect. You can't, you can't resign. I just did. Netanyahu's polls, it doesn't look good that he's going to be reelected. No, no, he has to be reelected. Really? The reason I say that I don't really care is because I already know how it ends. So do you too. Right? I mean, <laughs> I, I hope this doesn't sound uh, uh, arrogant, but bring it on. Bring it on. Because you know what this means? It means Jesus is coming sooner than you think. You realize that the world today is ripe and ready for the Antichrist like never before? The upheaval, the protests, what's happening in China, in Russia, here in the United States, in Israel, is the likes of which I have never seen before in my lifetime. I mean, it's global. And to me, it's exactly what we were told would happen at the time of the end. There's one more matter that I wanted to set aside a little bit of time before we close to address, and it has to do with an insensitive comment I made last week. <laughs> I, I had brashly stated 
that one of the main reasons Christians aren't excited about the rapture is because of their love for this world and the things of this world. And I need to ask for forgiveness because I was greatly convicted and humbled by the many comments from those with adult children and loved ones who aren't saved. And I'm, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's, that's a reason. I mean, you want the Lord to come back, but you want them to be safe. And so I would just ask for forgiveness. I want to read one, one of those comments, because I think it really speaks to the heart of this. It's not that I don't long to go home. I'm weary, but my children and grandchildren are not saved. I mean, I I am excited about the rapture. I'm ready to go. I'm more than ready to go. But I have loved ones that don't know the Lord, and they'll be left behind. And that's the only reason that I'm not as excited about the rapture happening right now. Please know that I in no way intended to be so insensitive. I do want to, though, offer a word of encouragement, especially as it relates to adult children who don't know the Lord. That prodigal son, that wayward daughter, I I have three children, and I know they're all saved and they're ready to go when that trumpet sounds. And I want to just encourage you that don't have children that know the Lord, or a husband, or a wife, or a loved one, a family member, that a prodigal son and a wayward daughter are no match for a praying parent. Never, ever, ever give up praying for them. And again, God wants them right with Him more than even you do. Don't take that wrong. That son, that daughter, that loved one, God loves them more than you could ever love them. And God knows your heart too that your heart breaks and aches. Because if the Lord were to return, they would not go up in the rapture. The Lord knows. Never stop praying. Never stop praying for them. I I, I heard a, uh, I want to say it was Moody, D.L. Moody maybe, that prayed every day for something like 40 years for two of his friends to get saved. And he never gave up. 40 years, oh my goodness. And they both gave their lives to Christ before they died. One of them was in his 90s. Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. 
This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's Prophecy Update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this Prophecy Update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this prophecy update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.